The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We have the Orioles and Mariners on fire. Yes, I said that right. The Orioles and Mariners are on fire. We got a lot of, uh, maybe not the biggest fab weekend ever, we got a lot of interesting fab pickups. All coming up next on the Rotowire Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff, I got it right that time. I'm learning from you on the Gaming Golf Podcast with the intros. Uh, But... uh, I am Scott Jensen. Join us always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate review the podcast, it uh, does help us out a lot too. Uh, helps people find the podcast, all that good stuff. Uh, Jeff, we're a week away from the All Star break. Uh, this season is flying. How is everything uh, over there with you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we are uh, scrambling. It was a tough week injury wise. You and I were lamenting this earlier. Yeah. Um, we both have some shared souls of uh, uh, souls uh, share. Shared shares of Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. That's why I just build us a striker and the old guy. I'm obviously the old guy here, but uh, uh, yeah. We should should trademark that before someone steals it. I know. I know. Um, But uh, it's, you know, I'm still, it's weird. I I keep losing guys in one of our two mains. Uh, That's not the Alvarez league. It is the Bryce Harper league. And we keep on creeping up. I'm not in striker range yet um not within striking range of striker there you go. but i am with yeah, I'm, I'm doing better i you know i'm competitive and that's all we can ask we are competitive it's it's Schuler. it's michael harris really let's let's not lie it's dude. michael harris. we're gonna talk about him later that dude's awesome. i saw that on I the outline talk about yeah. a guy that i let's talk about my, let's talk about michael harris right now let's just let's do it he, he's fun I like him um I blew this one. I think I picked up Cal Mitchell that week. That did not work out nearly as well. I think they were like, that was the week there were like three or four rookies, outfielders, and they were all kind of in the same bucket. But I mean, Harris has been awesome. Harris has 152 plate appearances now. He's hitting 303. Um, I guess 300 after today. Sorry, he was one five today. But it's seven home runs. He has no stolen base today. So that's seven stolen bases. I mean, talk about, we talk about, you know, you can get guys on the waiver wire that help you. This is someone that was zero percent rostered when when he was picked up nobody had him nobody was stashing him like he was some you know you know five-star guy that everybody's waiting for um this is someone that was freely available in any size league and he's been he's been really really good and you look at his metrics and he hits the ball 44 percent hard hit rate 11 percent barrel rate strikeout rate's 22 percent we can deal with that and more than anything the dude plays an unbelievable outfield it's like his leash has to be super long right now i mean he makes he makes a great play it seems like three times a week i mean he's just He's a really fun guy that does not look overmatched at all at the majors right no, now. No, uh, the 
the Braves broadcasters just adore the guy. Oh, too. they I mean, must. like he's just yeah. he's great. Yeah. Well, the defense it, it, they, that that helps a lot. Um, you know that he's making plays, and it it happens to be coincidental with uh, the team playing better. But let's face it, they also had a, a, work, a easier schedule once he came up at the same time. But they had a hole in center field. Acuna cannot play center field. Adam Duvall was playing center field for the most part, and he's not. He's a decent outfielder, but he's not a center fielder. They had to make that change. They did it, and uh, they're uh, they're much better off because of that. Uh, he's batting ninth consistently. I, I was going to say, do you think we get a spot here where they – I mean, he's, I think he's hit ninth every single game. Do you think that we get a spot here where maybe they try and shuffle something? I was, obviously, Ozzy Albee is gone, but Acuna, Swanson, Olsen, Riley, like I don't think he's moving up to the top four unless they move everybody down a spot. Um, I don't know they're just really good. I mean, I guess they moved to seventh or eighth pretty easily, but I don't know that it changes that much. It's going to be hard to get him in the in the top half of the lineup without an injury. No, I, I think they like it this way. Yeah. Um, Second leadoff kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that and it's just like it's working. They're probably like it's it's probably it's not causative, but teams are hesitant to mess with what's yeah. success. And they and what are they is, like? What are they like thirty and ten? So they called them up or something crazy like that. Like they've been yeah. awesome. They've been they're awesome. they're a game and a half behind the Mets yeah, now. I know. And, and we, we, we were talking about ago, all like, these oh, other hot yeah. teams. A month ago, we're like, is the is the NL East over? Has the Mets won this? And like, right. it's, it's July tenth, and it's pretty much it's, it's essentially tied. Yeah. Uh, so you know, Rosario is back now. Uh, we have a question from Isaac. He, he asks if does he think it'll be everyday Eddie? Eh, I think once Duvall comes back from his paternity leave, we'll see what happens. Um, I think Eddie got a day off this weekend, so um, I forget which day it was. But I, I you know, I, I I don't think he's going to be. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be quite there yet uh, as far as an everyday player. But I think he's going to hit one of those hot streaks at some point. Now that you can see, you know, um, I, f- I figure because earlier this week Rosario had one count of one RBI all season. Now yeah. I know he missed a bunch of time. But he was also and mega slumping because he couldn't see. Couldn't see, yeah. Um, I think he's like most days, Eddie, I guess is what I'd go with. But it's tough because when you go Acuna, Azuna, Harris, Rosario, Duvall, someone's got to sit there. And you think that uh, when you get a lefty, it just makes a lot of sense for Rosario to be that guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I absolutely think so. You don't, you, don't, um, you don't want Marcelo Zuna playing center field, I don't think. You don't want him playing. He's so bad. Any field. He's really bad. He's, you know, I, I, I was joking, but yeah, he's a terrible outfielder. You, you don't want to, you don't want him playing Flanders fields. You don't want him playing strawberry fields. I mean, you just don't want him playing the field at all. Flanders field, the Simpsons, strawberry field, the Beatles. Uh, Flanders fields is actually originally a world war one reference. If I'm not mistaken, oh, but, oh even, even more topical than usual. Uh, and then big head Todd, the monsters did a song on that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, well, I'm dripping with really out of touch references. The 1917 references I really, really uh, is uh, is a new one for you. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, but uh, it, it's great. I mean, the Braves are hot, but we, the Orioles and Mariners. I mean, those are not those are not two teams we thought we'd be talking about both on eight game winning streaks right now. You and I talked about the AL East last week, and like they have four playoff teams right now. Um, the, the, the Orioles are two games behind the Jays. And they have they have like what five of the top seven teams and five of the top eight teams something like that. It is uh, it's wild. The the Orioles are on fire. The Mariners are on fire. Uh, do you like either of these teams as a team that actually could keep this going and, and sneak in and beat one of these you know big name Red Sox Rays Jays teams for uh, for a playoff spot? I mean, it's po- certainly possible with the Mariners, right? Yeah. Uh, we expected them to be competitive this year. 
We knew yeah. that they're, they kinda, overachieved. I kind of thought they'd be a year off, but uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. a, I'm a little surprised. Com- competitive, though. You didn't yeah. expect them to stink. Yeah. You thought they'd be around 500, which yeah. is like where they ultimately are. Right. Uh, it took a weird way of getting there. But this also followed the script of last year, too, where they got better as the season went on. I kind of think, team, you know, they're kind of matching the Braves a little bit, that they find their way a little bit. They got a young player heating up in Julio Rodriguez. Now they've got other guys – perhaps coming up and supplementing. Maybe Kelnick gets another call up at some point in time. Um, they sent Kirby down, but that was also in part because the all-star break coming up and all that. I, I mean, think he'll got, be back shortly after. They've got, you mentioned Kelnick, but I mean, they got Mitch Hanniger is probably back in two to three weeks. Kyle yeah. Lewis is back in two weeks. Like suddenly they, they're going to have a glut of, you know, good, good players. They're not going to play them all, which I don't think we saw happening a month ago. And uh, clearly Carl Santana is somehow revived two home runs today, a home run on Saturday. Uh, he was horrible in Kansas City, and uh, I mean, granted, it's just a small little sample here, but he's been uh, he's been raking for the Mariners so far since the since the trade. He was good in June for the Royals. Okay. That's why they made the trade uh, because they they well that and uh, Ty France was hurt, but they out, that's why they went with Santana. That's why the Royals were able to get something for Santana. You know, people and I I I, I am a person, so therefore I will throw me under that same bus. People were telling the Royals to get just get clear the decks. Yep. Uh, for Vinny P and instead uh, they, they got something, not much, but they got something. They got a prospect of some ilk. Uh, I think two, uh, I think they, and one was a decent pitching prospect that they got out of it there. So, I mean, the Royals held on for the right time and the Mariners found a guy that is, you know, former Mariner, great Carlos Santana for like 48 hours. If I recall, actually, I think it was like a week. Right. uh, but he he was in the offseason, so he never played for him. But they got a veteran guy that can work the count. And that's something they actually kind of lacked. They didn't have a lot of OBP guys in Seattle. So that's also one thing he can do. I feel like their uh, run is a little more real than the Orioles just because I like their pitching a lot more than the Orioles. I mean, you like you got Robbie Ray and Logan Gilbert at the top in their rotation. And their bullpen quietly is really good. Seawald has kind of taken over that ninth inning role. They don't really have a set guy, but he's had I think he's had – Something like seven or eight saves the last three weeks. Diego Castillo's good. Andres Munoz is good. Matt Brash coming out. You know, he was their, you know, big name uh, pedigree prospect yeah. starter. And, he, and they moved him to Penn. He looked good last night, too. They've got four or five arms there where it, if you're losing in the seventh inning, you might be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, Brash and my, and Ale Towers was available and he was on my waterfall. Okay. Uh, I didn't get him because I got Brett Martin, which we'll talk about later. But do you get paid by the time you mentioned waterfall? Uh, no, James does. I'm doing it for James. I, I'm a company man. Prime That's in the pot. Right there. Prime in the pot. Uh, pumping. Priming. I don't priming know. the pot. I am just mixing all the metaphors tonight, oh, guys. Pumping the prime. I like it. Um, priming the, the pump. There question in the chat. Are any of the following players drops in the mixed league? Uh, Mackenzie Gore, Tyler O'Neill, Joey Votto, and Harrison Bader. Um, I would definitely not drop Tyler O'Neill. He uh, he had a little bit of a setback in his rehab because he got hit by a pitch. Um, sounds like he's fine. Definitely would not drop him. I would not drop Mackenzie Gore despite the uh, the bad stretch. We're talking about him a little bit later. Uh, Harrison Bader depends if he needs steals. And Joey Votto, I would defer to you, Jeff. He hasn't like missed like eight straight games or something, right? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's really tough. The thing is, he was heating up before that. Uh, I think he had a pretty decent June. I mean, first base is abundant. Yeah. Freddie Freeman couldn't make the all-star team. Josh Bell couldn't make the all-star team. I don't really care. Uh, but it just shows that there's a lot of good first basemen out there. Eh, I definitely don't definitely don't drop O'Neal. Yeah. I'm I'm probably I'm non-committal on Gore and Bader. Bader, I mean, 
it's tough to remain patient. If you have a limited number of uh, IL spots, it's hard to hold on to injured guys like Votto and Bader. I get it. Yeah, and the thing with Gore, like I know three of his last five starts have been really bad, but his ERA is still under 3-2. Like I can't drop that talent of an arm. I know he's struggling a little bit right now. Maybe mm-hmm. bench him. Maybe you get him turn around a little bit, but uh, I do still I do still like him as a hold. Um, our friend Siege notes that the Orioles' bullpen is elite. That is a good point. I, I was talking yeah. about starting, starting pitching with the Orioles. I don't trust – I know Dean Kramer's been good, but I don't trust their stars. But their bullpen has been really good too, part of the reason they've been on such a good run. Yeah. Um, so that is a good point. Uh, both, both Seattle and, and Baltimore have really good pens. Yeah, and uh, the Angels just kind of went on a death march of a road trip here too. They, I think they were that, one and eight on that road trip. And I don't know what that franchise needs to do, but it's just something's not working. It's just it, it's a mess every single year. I mean, you've got the brilliance of Otani. We know how Trout is awesome. You yeah. know, he's he's had some some defined slumps lately, but sure. I mean, the Rendon thing is a killer for them. Just yeah. a killer, uh, and they they seem to have that one signing every time. Michael Lorenzen, you know, that didn't work out. Uh, now he's hurt. Uh, I, I mean, the hard part about it is, and it's weird to talk about, but like they had two young stud pitchers die when they were in their early 20s, too. Like that's a horrible, you don't yeah. want to talk about that in baseball wise, but it's a horrible thing that's real. People always like, oh, they don't have any pitchers. I'm like, well, they had two really good pitchers, Nick I, Aiden Hart and Tyler Skaggs, that passed away, obviously, yep. tragically. But I mean, that's a huge thing for a franchise to deal with when you have two guys like that that would be in the rotation in any kind of, you know, normal situation. Yeah, uh, that that's yeah. It, it, it's awful. It, it's yeah, hard it's awful. to come back from. Uh, harder in like basketball, like with Len Bias and the Celtics. But uh, you, might, you know, I can't believe I'm comparing them. So we'll move on. That, that's stupid to make a comparison. But it's just it is devastating. Yeah. Uh, they drafted 20 pitchers. Uh, I remember that they drafted all pitchers last right? year, right? Yeah, last and, year. Yeah, and Chase Silseth is already up. They, they, but their first 20, you know, it was a 20 round draft and they drafted 20 pitchers. So yeah, um, that, that's what they're trying to do, uh, to try to overcome that. But, uh, I'll tell you, it, it's takes a while though, too. And they, they I mean, it, it's such a stars and scrubs lineup. I mean, they, they, I guess they're just bad at identifying, like some teams are really good at identifying le- lesser valued players. Yeah. The angels, they go out and get Tyler Wade and, that was never going to work. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a good comparison. Like when the A's were doing their thing and good, like they would find those guys in the margins that always ended up being good and productive. And the Angels never ever get those kind of guys. So yeah, uh, jumping back to Tyler O'Neill real quick. There was a point I, I did. I, it is true that uh, Derek Gould reported two days ago that uh, the an MRI took a close look at O'Neill's hand and revealed a tear. And they said they called the next seventy two hours important to determine how soon he can return. So. Um, I probably I'm holding him anyway, but I I'm gonna see how that works out. I don't know how serious it is. Uh, he was quoted saying it's still a couple of steps for me, so uh, you know it's too bad because he was on the he was on the he was on the rehab assignment. He was about to come back and get hit by a pitch. definitely after the All Star break now for yeah. sure. Uh, and then let's follow up too. Uh, P. Roth asked about uh, Rizel Iglesias. Above he asked, is he maybe trade bait? Um, and you know the Angels they. I, it's going to be hard for the angels to justify being sellers again. Uh, but I mean, he's it's also tough, really hard to justify any optimism too. tough part on him. He's not a rental either. He signed for three more years. He's yes. on a four million, yes. four years, $60 million deal. So you're taking on, I'm just going to, I mean, I'm averaging it. I don't know what exact, you know, how they, how they parsed it out, but you're looking at three years, 45 million. I don't know how many people really want to take that on with a reliever at 32. I mean, he's a really good one, but um, you've got to find the right team for that. Red Sox. A team that's, 
yeah, like a team that really needs it and can pay it. The Red Sox is a good fit for that. Uh, but there's a lot of teams that are going to be like, I don't really know if I want to pay three years or, you know, I'm say a middling team that, you know, maybe trying to make a run this year. But I mean, Iglesias, the ERA is high, but I mean, the whip's under one. The strikeout rate's huge, huge. The walk rate's low. Like I have no worries about him on field. But yeah, I don't, I think the Angels are going to hold on to him. I think the Angels in their mind think they're a contender every year and they kind of seem like that. I don't think they're going to move him, but um, that'd be a prime piece if someone could, could pay him and could afford the three years. Yeah, uh, it's a good point. And let's just go through the teams. You know, the Dodgers was the suggestion in the, ch- in the chat, and I can see it. K- Craig Kimbrell is shaky, very shaky. Uh, Do you think the Dodgers think Craig Kimbrell shaky? I think publicly they will not admit that. Right. Um, I How can you not think that, though? He's putting on, like, a, a base runner and a half every inning. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think they have to think he's shaky. Had to pull him from a save appearance the other day this week. Uh, he had already had like 31 pitches. And he's, he, he, he looked good. Last, he, looked, he, good la- he looked good last night. But I mean, it's just, it's so, you just never know what you're going to get. And it's weird. Like I see Gratterall and Evan Phillips go out there and I feel better. You know, I'm not a Dodger fan, so I don't Those really guys. get, I don't get into it as much as they do. But like when I go, when I'm watching the game and we live in LA, there's a lot, it's always on late at night. I, you know, I can't watch the A's because they're horrible. So I, fl- I flip on a lot of Dodgers games and Phillips and Gratterall come in. I'm like, all right, we're good here. And Kimball comes in. I'm like, oh, this is, who knows what's yeah. happening here? Vessia got the save on, on the game where Kimbrell couldn't finish the inning. Yeah. Um, but Phillips had pitched before that. Phillips yeah. is a comer. He's he's definitely someone he's to keep really an good. eye on. Added you know, you know he's playing in the uh, he's playing in the Scott Fishbowl too. Is he? That's awesome. Yeah. He's in the there's a like a live LA version of that where they do the first ten rounds and he's one yeah. of the guys that's. that's oh, I love that guys. the Fishbowl's yeah. doing all those live drafts. Yeah. Um, I wish I, I was in one of them, um, yeah. but that's okay because I'm traveling later this week, so it's going to be crazy. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. So the Dodgers are, are logical Braves. Let's count them Cross that off. Uh, Mets. No. Um, let's see. Brewers. No, they're not going to add three, a four year contract. No, um, and they've got studs in the eighth and the ninth Cardinals. No, uh, I don't think, uh, though maybe a little bit, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't, think, the Card- I don't think the, I don't think the Cardinals take on that contract. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Phillies. Maybe. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a good fit baseball wise, and they can probably afford it. It's uh GM wise, it's a good fit too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Red Sox one, Phillies two, probably are the two that uh, the teams you've named so far that make sense. Yeah, I think in the American League, Astros, no way. So uh, here's one for you. What about the Padres? Yeah, uh, also on our list was Taylor Rogers taking on water lately, and. Traditionally, is kind of worn down over seasons. Let's talk about Taylor Rogers because I mean he's sure. got 20, 23 saves. So fantasy wise, he's been he's been excellent so far. Uh, he's but his ERA is sneaking up a little bit. Three six three. He's allowed runs in four straight appearances. And I I watch Rogers a lot. I have him in one of my main events. So I watch him, and he just I don't know if his slider is not as sharp. He, he his command of his fastball doesn't seem as good. He just seems a little bit off. And like the the stuff still seems there. So I still am okay with it. But. It just seems a little bit off, a little bit less sharp, a little bit uh, less command. He seems like he's coming back. You know, every time I look up, he's in 3-1 counts, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm not worried yet, but he's on the radar of, like, guys I might start to worry about here pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm i a little worried, and he screwed my Joe Musgrove win the other day. Oh, so. that, was a, that was a brutal one. That was the one nothing game, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, and all, it's not just him. Also, Luis Garcia, the pitcher, uh, the San Diego pitcher Luis yeah. Garcia I think you have to say. clarify yep. uh has been struck on the struggle bus lately he got the loss on Saturday uh so that was that was a concern Craig Stammons on the IL for them he's been the Mr. Durable he's like their guy that eats up innings and they took that away so yeah it's a team that's uh, needing some depth they've lost touch with the Dodgers they're now like eight and a half out 
I got smoked today, 11 nothing, 12 nothing, something like that. Yeah. Pretty brutal game. Um, funny, funny we talked about the Dodgers and Padres like they're really close and you look up it's an eight game it's an eight game spread now it's Dodgers just, had a really good homestand yeah, and yeah. the Padres had a nightmare homestand the Dodgers um, are so good and they just come at you with so many different weapons you, you we mentioned before we started talking about Julio Arias with that start today oh. um Gavin Lux is absolutely disaster in the outfield that play he made where he he went to his right and like reached over his head as it went over like hey, look I'm telling you I was telling you before like a kind of a little league play something you'd see like it was kind of funny and then you realize like your eyes comes up and gives up a grand slam. I mean, your eyes still get the grand slam. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Lux had two plays in that inning that were over ninety percent uh, catch probabilities. And you don't you see every once in a while you see that with one play. You don't really see that the same outfielder in two plays in the same inning. I don't know where I don't know where they're going to play Lux. I mean, he's hitting yeah. three hundred. His OBP is like three sixty, three seventy. Um, so you know, a val- not a whole lot hit. of power though. No, three home runs is weird. And especially from a guy, I think he had twenty three in the minors a couple years ago. But that was twenty nineteen though, when everybody's hitting home runs. But like. I remember it highlights. He was hitting like 400 foot bombs and pimping them and watching them. It was like, this guy's going to be unbelievable. He's got three home runs at the all-star break. And that's, that's rough. Yeah. 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 He's, and he just has, he's a man with no country. He's just, yeah. he, he's like a poor man's Chris Taylor in terms of positions. Uh, and you gotta be a, you gotta be at least Chris Taylor to be able right. to play at multiple positions. Like Especially that. when you play on the same team as Chris Taylor. And now Chris Taylor's hurt. And that's a big loss for the Dodgers. You know, it, it forces Lux in there a little bit, especially when they don't have Edwin Rios. He's out for yeah. a long time. I mean, they are lacking a little bit of the depth that they usually have. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, so let's jump into to week 15 a little bit. Now we've kind of wrapped up what was going on the weekend in baseball. Um, big week this week. We had four teams with eight games all in the AL Central. Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit, and Kansas City all have eight games. Uh, we got a big, uh, big schedule in the NL West because the Rockies are home all week. Uh, they have four against San Diego, three against Pittsburgh. So there's some really good setups for offenses. Um, Padres have, uh, you know, four in Colorado, three against Arizona. Like, you got to love not only those locations, but pitching right there. Uh, the Pirates, if there's a, and it's a, it's a team you can pick up some guys. I looked at some of the players tonight. Uh, they have four at Miami and three at Colorado. Pretty good, nice week for the hitters, although they don't have a lot of good ones. And Brian Reynolds uh, left the game early today, their best hitter. That's a, you know, not great there. Uh, the Rays are home for seven. They have Boston and Baltimore. The Marlins are home for seven. They got Pittsburgh and Philly. And yeah. we talk about hot teams. The Marlins are Marlins are kind of hanging in. They're a team that we didn't really give much of a chance. They're, they're four out in the wild card, almost 500 too. Yeah. Uh, every time we, you know, the Marlins look like they're out, they correct some of their one run luck, although they blew it today. Um, but because it was Sandy Alcantara, so you cannot score runs when Sandy Alcantara is on they, the mound. They won the game eventually. Yeah, but not yeah. until the, you know, right. then yesterday and Keith Hernandez day, it was nice of him to, you know, get into the spirit of things and blow the game in extra innings. But uh, do you know that was the first game the Mets won an error in extra innings since the Buckner game? No, I did not know that. It was the first, oh, first walk off. I should say the first walk off on. Yeah, because that was in the ninth inning, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I think it was. It was a tenth or eleventh. So it was a walk no. It was, off. The, it was the ninth inning where they tied it. Yeah. Um, so it was their right. first. It was their first win on a walk off error since the Buckner game. Wow, that deserves pretty, a wow. Yeah, it was, um, pretty, it was a pretty wild little stat there. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. No, there's a lot of fun offense this week. There should be a lot of runs. A lot of teams. Uh, good teams facing them bad pitching. Was there any teams picker you were uh, you were targeting out there? So, I mean, I think you have to talk Nolan Jones and you have to talk Gavin Sheets uh, because those I we did, I missed out on Jones. I got beat everywhere on him. Kind of knew I was going to, but I did get Gavin Sheets in one of my two mains. And I like they that. Face, got, yeah, six righties this week. Thank you. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But yeah, no, 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 it's fine. It's all yeah. good. Uh, all good in the neighborhood. Um, and I need him there. That's it's a league where I've got Harper and Brantley. I had to rep- we picked up Tyrone Taylor replace uh, Harper. Uh, we're waiting that one out. And then we lost um, 
uh, Starling Marte, and I don't know, he's probably not going on the IL, but I have no degree of confidence he's going to play on Monday or Tuesday. So we'll we'll sit him for unless he's actually in the lineup, we're going to sit him right away. So uh, it's a huge series against the Braves coming up here, but I don't think he'll play. We'll see. Yeah, I, I mean that that MRI was really good news overall, but yeah, I think the first half of the week is probably a, probably a sit for Marte. Um, let's jump into Fab. Let's uh, let's go go in there. We've uh, we've kind of talked a bunch of stuff here, but let's jump into Fab. Let's start with the starters. I thought that uh, for the first week in a while, the starters were actually uh, more interesting than they have been. We've been we talked for about a month. Has been nobody out there, but uh, Reed mm-hmm. Detmers came up this uh, this week, uh, coming off a really good start in the minors. This is someone that we really liked a lot preseason. He was a he was one of those hype machine guys. A lot of people, uh, you know, looking at uh, looking at his twenty twenty one and uh, you know finally getting healthy and all that. Uh, thought that he was going to have a chance to be pretty good. Obviously, a, a high Highly uh, regarded prospect. He was a 10th pick overall. Uh, struggled a little bit uh, in, earlier this year. All his whip was low, which you always like to see. Uh, wasn't giving <coughs> a lot of hits, but uh, was having trouble uh, going up runs. His ERA was over four. Went to the minors. Seemed like he figured out his slider. Came back and pitched really well uh, this week against uh, against Baltimore. Six innings, two hits, uh, one walk, no one runs, seven strikeouts. Um, he'd been dropped almost everywhere. He was 15% rostered in the main event, which is a 15-team league. Uh, were you aggressive trying to get him uh, back on teams, or if you dropped him or you know stealing him now? How would you feel about Detmers uh, coming up this week? I know he faces uh, Houston this week, which makes it tough, but uh, I feel like he's a, he's a bit of a long-term play. I was not as aggressive as others for two reasons. One, the short term, the matchup against Houston. Yep. I don't want to overrate minor league results let or a result against Baltimore in Baltimore when they don't have everybody necessarily firing on all cylinders offensively. I know that Baltimore has been winning a lot. It's because of run prevention. They haven't been pounding the ball or anything. Yeah. Um, and long-term it's still a six man rotation. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. You're not getting two start weeks out of Reed Detmers. So I really have a hard time going to the wall for him. And especially because like I was, ag- I was aggressive last week. I got Pasquatino in both main events. So, and in fact, you know, arguably too, too aggressive. Now I, I'm going to really have to kind of watch our bids uh, in one of our leagues. And what, what uh, how, how low are you guys in, in money uh, in those leagues? And uh, one of them in double digits. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, that's low. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're talking no more than like, you know, and, and we got, we got Brett Martin in that league this week, this week. So we're really going to have to be watching our P's and Q's going forward. That's fine. We, yeah, but you're we, not we you're not dropping you're not dropping thirty five dollars on a pitcher you might you think you might kind of like uh, like people like what people could do on Denver's. Right. Well, and you went for one hundred and six in that league, regardless. So holy crap! Holy but when crap. I say I'm not as aggressive as other people, that's a taste of that. Wow. Um, he went for uh, thirty two and forty three in my two main events. So that's the that's more the range. That I was thinking, yeah, one oh six. You obviously you guys literally couldn't get him. Yeah, that's right. Literally. Could not get them. Um, Yeah. But uh, I actually like him. He was someone that I really liked coming into uh, into the year. So uh, I, I do like the whip. Every time I look at him, like the numbers are bad. And I see the whip is 105. I really like that. Um, I think the strikeout potential is there. And more than anything, I just haven't had any pitchers I liked in a while. So I did get him. Uh, I had him for 32, though. So I was fine with that. But I 106, I was never getting anywhere in that. Um, I got him in one main for 32, got outbid in the other one. He went for 43. But uh, what did you do with the uh, Red Sox rookie, uh, Brian Bayo? Uh, pronounced like Scott Bayo, so I did get that one right for once. Um, oh, I thought it was Bello. It's I, Is it because they said it was not like Maria? Um, but I uh, thought she was someone. Bayo. Someone online said it was Bayo. Okay, well, I mean, there, you know, no one's ever wrong online, Jeff. It must be true. Yeah, and Baseball Reference does have a pronunciation guide. I can double check on that, but I won't do that right now. Um, I, you, I, I looked at his mileage. I really liked it. My concern here was. 
what happens in their rotation. We've got Chris, Chris coming back this week. We've got Nate Eovaldi maybe coming back the end of the week. Uh, I'm just not sure he sticks. He is starting tomorrow against Tampa Bay. Um, if he starts the second start, it'll be at New York, which after watching the Red Sox, Red Sox Yankee series, you don't want to be part of that. Um, but um, I think that uh, I like him, but I just am concerned about um, whether he stays up or not. Yeah. Uh, confirmation is Bayo. Thanks, Rob DiPietro. Appreciate you. Um, so I learned something today. Um, I mean, I just got excited that Scott Bayo was being used <laughs> for any sort of reference. So that's why the only reason I remembered it. Yeah. Uh, it was Bayo watch after all. Um, so that's. Hence your excitement. Maybe, maybe Brian will be in charge here. Yeah. Ah, uh, nice. Nice. I like that. Um, I got that. There you go. Nice. I was timid with him. I um, uh, I loved the minor leagues numbers when I looked at him. This is a guy that's over 30% strikeout rate at pretty much uh, every level the last uh, last two years in 2021 and 2022. He got called up from double A AA to triple A. Uh, the walks might be a little bit of an issue, probably getting you know more of an issue. So his first start, he walked too many guys. That was a problem. Um, I really like him. I just, I just don't think he, I just don't think he sticks unless they want to. That's why I was. Yeah. yeah. They want to send somebody else down. Maybe, you know, Winkowski didn't pitch well this weekend against the Yankees. Maybe they, they go with him, but uh, Cutter Crawford's been pitching pretty well. They got a lot of rookies in the rotation right now, uh, but with Pavetta, Avaldi and Sale, I just, there's not a lot of spots there. I think that Bayo might end up pitching once this week and then go down. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, went for 23 and 12 in my two leagues. Um, so, yeah, uh, I would have bid more on Josh Winder. Uh, in fact, uh, that, that was my priority because two starts this week. And I actually think there is a chance that Winder holds on to the job even after. I think he's a good pitcher. Um, so, And he gets in AL Central foes instead of AL East foes. And I think that's, that's the uh, other reason why. Amazing what a difference that makes. We just talked about the AL East. Like there are no – there are no like, maybe Baltimore, but even then – there's mm-hmm. not a lot of easy outings there. And you, you just don't want to pitch against New York. You don't want to pitch against Toronto. You don't want Tampa. Uh, Tampa's probably the one team you can pitch against. Their offense has not been great, but they always kind of scare me anyway, just because they figure yep. stuff out and they will. Um, yeah, Winder has pitched well so far this year. 40 and a third. Uh, ERA's 3-1-2. Not a big strikeout guy, but he seems like one of those guys that just kind of knows how to pitch. And the swing strikeout was pretty good in the minors. So I think maybe the strikeouts uh, will come a little bit as he kind of figures this out. He had a 31% uh, strikeout rate in 2021 in double A. And it went down across AAA in 2021, 2022. But you can tell the stuff is there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I did like that. They have uh, they have two starts this week. Um, he is facing um, Milwaukee and the White Sox. So it's a it's a tough two-start week, but it, they're both at home. Um, yeah, if I picked him up, I'm definitely starting him this week. Yeah, yep. Uh, and even Milwaukee, I mean, knock on all the wood. but Right, yeah, don't know. say it before you put him in your lineup. Yeah, you can – it's not super scary. Let's put it that way. Right. I, I can think of scarier ones. Um, there's a couple of two-start guys that were available this week, uh, both in Texas. Uh, Glenn Otto and Spencer Howard. Uh, Spencer Howard had a couple of really good minor league stars. People picked him up last week. Uh, he destroyed them, as he tends to do. He's never been good in the majors. Uh, I think Glenn Otto actually has some pretty good stuff. I like him more than I like Howard. Um, in terms of those guys, they were interesting because they get Oakland the uh, first half of the week. They get Seattle the second half of the week. Obviously hot, but not a team you're probably avoiding on offense. But the A's, um, you know, kind of a layup the first uh, part of the week. Uh, you know, you hope that is. But um, were you in on Otto or Howard uh, as, as the Ranger pitchers here? Howard, no. Otto, I've been whipsawed with in AL Tout Wars. Kind of like, eh, you know, I. It, it could work out. It could work out. But, you know, as you said, you know, facing our A's and our Reds are 
two good starting points. Uh, our Reds put a number on Shane Boz today. Um, so. That was I. It was that was crazy. Boz and Gore, you know, these two stud young guys both just got housed today. Yeah, it, I mean, it happens. It yes. happens, um, especially the young guys like that. But you know, and I think the ball was just flying in Great American Small Park this week uh, yeah. or today. Uh, so I think that's part of it there. But and actually, actually down in San Diego, it was a day game. Ball flies a lot better down there in the day game. It's hot here in Southern California right now. Ball is carrying it. Look at look at that Dodgers Cubs game too. That was a uh, <laughs> the game was crazy. Like the Dodgers are the yeah. only team that like they're down eight to three in the third. I'm like, well, they're gonna still win this game, and you're just like you're yeah. not even really that concerned about it's, it. Yeah, and then bottom of the third is nine to eight. You know, right. it's like boom, done. It was funny. I was talking to my wife, and I was like, if I was at this game, it'd be two hours in the bottom of the third. I'd be freaking out. I'd be so pissed. I just, I hate slow games when they're in person. Oh, at least nine eight, you get seventeen runs. I hate the games that are like an hour and a half through three innings. It's two to one. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Up. But but nine eight. I mean, that was a lot of fun. It was a crazy. The Cubs, the Cubs just bad. Like every, they had uh, bets. Bets hit that ground ball at the base low. They they, they one hop it, and David Bodie's over there playing first. Probably should have scooped it, but didn't. It's just uh, yeah. It's it's tough times in Chicago right now. Yeah, uh, Alex Wood uh, thinks you're crazy for your San Diego comment because he had no problem with the San Diego weather today. It was it was nasty today. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And San Diego had a uh, a lesser lineup than they usually do too, though. I mean, it was a pretty bad lineup for them. Yeah. Uh, and remember, San Diego the day before got smoked by Carlos Rodon. He, gave, he like retired the last twenty guys, just that was mowing awesome them game. down. He was fired up after the game too. That was a yeah. fun. That was a fun ninth inning. He wanted to stay in. He was like, "I'm not coming out of here." I love I love when that happens and it works. You should, you hate when that happens and then the guy gets the guy gets smoked. Right, right. Him. But it was it yeah. was great and. The Giants needed these two wins. They were really treading water out there. And those are two big wins for them. They needed they needed something to get going here. Yeah, they sure did. Um, a guy that I kind of like this week and a little bit under the radar. Um, he's not a two-star guy. But he does face Pittsburgh this week. Is Braxton Garrett in uh, in Miami. I've watched him a couple of times this month. He's been, he's been pretty solid in June. Um, I like his stuff. I think he's someone that's going to end up sticking um, – I do, I do, I like that as a pickup. I think that a one start, if you need one guy this week, if you're playing in a daily league, if you're playing a league, still has moves. I think Braxton Garrett for one in Pittsburgh this week is kind of the sneaky under the radar guy that could work. Yeah, not a lot of K's out of Garrett. That's the thing I'd like to see a little bit more out of. I think it's like 21 and 31 in his last six. So it's not crushing the strikeouts, but yes, uh, agreed. I, I, I like the matchup. Yeah, Pittsburgh Pirates have shown a little signs of life here and there. Maybe I'm still not really, I'm not still not avoiding them by any means. I think that uh, I, I do like that. I just like that one. That's a, it's hard to find really good one start weeks. And then this week where there's a lot of guys that we talked about, there's a lot of guys that are injured. I think that's, if you need a ninth starter, I, I do like Barrett this week. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind him. That's what... let's uh, let's jump into a little bit of reliever talk before we hit the hitters and fab. First, a note from our sponsors, the blue wire network. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for indulging us there. I appreciate that. Jeff, it was another week where relievers are not really um, doing much for us. The Rangers did have a uh, situation here. Uh, Joe Barlow uh, is, is out. They announced that he's going to not pitch in the ninth inning in, in high level situations for a little bit, kind of trying to work him out. Uh, Brett Martin, the lefty, got two saves this week. They've also mentioned Dennis Santana in the in the, uh, in the mix there. Um, it sounds like you were uh, on the Brett Martin side. It sounds like you picked him up this week. Yeah, I mean, he got saves Friday and Saturday. Uh, I mean, it oh. wasn't a situation where there was like a bunch of lefties coming up either. He was retiring some right-handed hitters against the Twins. So, I mean, he's not – the numbers aren't – the under underlying numbers aren't amazing. Uh, there's no career like, well, okay, he's always been solid. It's finally time for Brett Martin. No, it's not nothing like that. He was really I good just, last year. He was really good last year in terms of getting guys out. His ERA is 3-2. Like, I know the strikeouts weren't huge. And yeah, I don't think you're, I don't think you're, yeah, you're not picking up Josh Hader. And you're not claiming to do that. But, I mean, he's someone that can has proven he can get guys out at the major league level, at least through his first the last three years here. Liss always used to say possessions nine-tenths of the law when it comes to saves. And yeah. As far as I'm concerned, he has that. You get two. If you get two more, all of a sudden that that leash might get a little longer, and they uh, they need someone there. I'm at the spot where in the main event I kind of have you know two and uh, three closes or two and a half closes, so I was not in on him. But uh, you know that could fall apart at any point. Maybe I regret doing it. But uh, that's uh, I think that's a it's a solid add. I mean, he's just he's the guy at the moment, which is kind of all you want. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, I got him. Uh, this is main event where we have Barlow and Clay Holmes and you have Scott, you have Scott Barlow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scott Barlow. So, uh, so, and- so be honest, every time our oldest Chapman goes out there on TV and pitches, you're happy, right? Cause they're just another week longer of Clay Holmes closing. Yeah. Well, especially when you walk two guys in the, in the sixth inning. Now this is the first time they gave him a leverage situation. It was a tie game. So that's a little different than the other times when he's been out there. When he's but it been, was still, it was still the sixth inning, so that's yeah. still still pretty. He gave good up the run. It was a fluke on the run itself. Yeah. Uh, pop up there, dropped it into a fielder's choice. But he's the one that loaded the bases in the first place. So, yeah, I mean, it it, it buys more job security. Clearly, he's not there yet. Um, and, I, and Clay and Holmes you, has done nothing to lose it. That's the and, thing that's really that I get keep harping on. And you and I know doing it not only uh, not only doing it, but doing it on Sunday Night Baseball against the Red Sox for Chapman. Like that is a that was a big spot they trusted him with, and it did not go well. I know there was a couple of bloop singles in there, but the the command is just a big problem right now. It is, it really is, and yeah, uh, yeah, he's might he might be the player I dislike the most in baseball too. Uh, um, start or what? I, I asked Russell's not in the league anymore, right? <laughs> I mean, and and Matt Holiday's not in the league anymore. Then we're good. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Chapman is. I mean, he's right there among the reasons to hate him list. I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty high. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I was joking on Matt Holiday. That's just a personal dislike in my. I know. He, he I know. Not, because he, not, he tanked it on the A's. He does not belong anywhere near the world of Alice, Addison Russell and Rolls Chapman. I just want to make that fully clear. Noted. Uh, yeah, no. Um, there was a uh, there was a tweet uh, from uh, Stephen Nickran this week, who's very very good um, writer at uh, Baseball HQ, talking yeah. about Taylor Clark in Kansas City. Um, you know, we've got uh, you've got uh, you've got Scott Barlow there, uh, but in many situation Taylor Clark has been really good. He's zero percent owned. Uh, Stephen pointed out in all leagues, 
But uh, ERA's uh, his, his uh, pay to walks really, really good. And he's been someone that's been pitching really well lately. If you're in a, a deep league or an AL only league, that was a name that I came across that uh, got a little bit interesting as I, as I looked a little deeper at him. He's been, he's been very good lately. Yeah. Uh, he's a solid pitcher and they, they've gotten, they put him in more leverage situations. I still feel like they like, I, I think they go to Barlow first and save chances, but, but they could, now, they could trade Barlow, right? They could. You would they think. Could. I mean, they're a non-contending team with a with a, a reliever that people are going to be. That's um, actually a good point. I didn't probably, think about that. Probably, yeah. I don't know if coveting is the right word, but Scott Barlow is probably on the on the top half of the list, at least, of relievers that uh, on bad teams, a team would really reach out to. And he's a, he's a lefty, or he's a righty, sorry. But, you know, if you could stick him in a setup role, automatically you can get that job done. He's someone that I think uh, I think is pretty likely to move. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. Are you playing the trade speculation game yet on relievers at all as you're picking guys up? I usually don't do it till maybe next week or the week after, you know, maybe get a guy behind someone who might get dealt. It's really hard to predict that. It can be frustrating, but uh, as someone who's had closers traded out of closing situations to set up roles in the past, I know it can't happen. Um, do you, are you playing that game at all yet in any of your deeper leagues? I haven't been, no. Um, mostly because I'm just scrambling to get through each week that, too. that was my thing this week too a couple people asked me about like stashes and stuff i'm just like i'm trying to like i'm trying to field a, a top roster right now i was we were, i was mentioning you off air i had like nine guys this week who were day-to-day on my main event team it's just i just literally just trying to get at bats and you know i have Rafael devers and i don't know i don't think he's gonna play the first half of this week either they're at uh i think they're at tampa bay and they're not gonna want him on that turf right like unless he dhs but he's uh, i mean like with the all-star break upcoming it's got to be tempting to sit guys out this week because the all-star race coming and get those extra four days. Uh, but yeah, I just got a bunch of guys. So I was literally just trying to get live bodies. Like I was looking at outfielders this week and I was just going by at bats in the last two weeks. Cause I just need guys that are going out there and playing. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. It's, it's eminently frustrating. And I mean, though two games, say he comes back on Wednesday, two games of Devers versus what your replacement is going to be. It's tough. I mean, the answer is Devers, but the problem is I don't know. I won't know he's going to be playing on Thursday or Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Like if he sits Monday, which he's going to, I can guess twice, but I just, it's, it's hard to know. Um, it's just hard to know if I, if I knew he was playing Wednesday, I would just play him because two games would work, but I just don't want to know that. Yeah. So Ryan O'Donnell says, going back to your stash question, doing that with Felix Bautista. Yeah. Jorge Lopez is an interesting guy, except the Orioles have won eight in a row. <laughs> except, except Baltimore's contending for a wildcard spot right now. Yeah. Otherwise I would think, uh, yeah, that's a good one by, uh, by P raw three twenty two. Yeri De Los Santos has been really good. If they do trade Bednar, um, yeah. that's, that's a guy that would, and it's when Bednar was, had that little tweak where he, he got lit and he was kind of hurt and they wouldn't know it was going to go on. Maybe going to be on the IL. Um, De Los Santos got two saves in that little stretch. So he's clearly kind of the next guy up there. Have you given any thought to go, going forth and Mantiplying with Joe Mantiply? He made the all-star team, didn't he? Yeah, he's he's allowed one walk all year. One. It's like uh, Dennis, I don't, Dennis Eckersley type stuff right there. Yeah, I mean, it, he's been really, really good. And, you know, the thing is, like, I saw someone bidding on him, like, in an auto new league, like, a week or two ago. I was like, oh, Joe Mantiply. He's just, like, your garden variety reliever. Then I looked at the numbers, like, oh, snap. He's actually good this year. Could they? Um, oh, they have they have Melanson for next year, so they can't just they probably just won't flat cut him, huh? I mean, Melanson. You know, do you know when Melanson's last save was? Uh, I don't because I made a point of not drafting him at any point at any team in any day. Uh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm just double checking to make sure he didn't get one over the weekend. Uh, but he did not get one today. I can tell you that. No, and they not yet. Yeah, they lost today. No, he got the loss. He got the loss on uh, the last name pitch on the seventh. Okay. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Jesus, June 3rd. 
June 3rd. You know when the last Diamondbacks save was? This will blow your mind. What, June 3rd? June 9th. Wow. Was that, that, a, was, that was Ian Kennedy. Weird. Okay, so like, all right, now. Wow. Yeah, Manzema's interesting because he probably would may not need Melanson to get dealt to get the job, too. Like, they could just decide to go forth with him or they could – I don't think they'll cut Melanson because he signed for next year. It's weird because he was one of those deals where he signed it and, like, everybody's like, boy, that deal sucks. Like, it's just – it's weird when everybody thinks a deal sucks. Usually it does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's every – it happens, like, two or three times and you're like, yeah, oh, this – and you're like, oh, that's not going to work. And everybody first guesses it. And I'm yep. trying. There's another one that was like so transparently like awful that you know it was just a bad, bad decision. I don't even remember the sport. Might have been football for all I know. Dar- Darren Dreifert? No, but that's a good one. Um, I was going way, way back. I know what you're thinking of too. There's, there's every once in a while. No, you just get recently, t- there was just like another one. It's just like, oh, this is such a bad signing. Such a bad decision. When everyone first guesses it, it's usually, I mean, Melanson's 522150 this year. Like, yeah. just, and for a team that wasn't going to win anyway, like, it's just, it was a weird, to sign a 37 year closer to $14 million. It's just, it was so strange for a team like that. It made no sense at the time. And maybe they thought he'd be good and then deal him for something. But boy, has that not worked out? No, it has not at all. Let's talk about uh, hitters fab. Uh, Nolan Jones, you mentioned a little bit earlier, was the was the, probably the biggest name called up by the Guardians. I actually got it right this time. Yeah, uh, the Guardians uh, earlier this week. Um, someone who's been interesting in the minors. He was 13 home runs, 10 stolen bases, only 99 games last year in AAA. Uh, only hit 238. This year's been better. Hit uh, 311. I looked at him. Uh, I was mildly interested. The, the strikeouts, uh, the strikeouts across the minors, like historically, scared me a lot with him. I think he's going to strike out a lot at the major league level to start out with. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I had him and traded him away, like in that XFL, the Dynasty uh, keeper slash keeper league, that hybrid. Uh, and then he, I think I traded him like a year and a half ago, and I think I might have chosen not to keep him in a score sheet league because he was just awful last year. But and then he ended the year with that horrible ankle injury. Started this year late but was killing it at AAA, really killing it. And, you know, Oscar Gonzalez is a nice little story when he got the call, but who is Oscar Gonzalez to, yeah. to stop, to displace Jones if Jones is hitting uh, in, in his first trial? I mean, Jones could keep the job. It's possible. Yeah. Guardians have eight games this week. Another good reason to go after him. Yeah. Um, why not? Why not? Uh, it is in four of those games against Detroit, and we, we love Detroit. Except for the Cleveland does not love Detroit right now. Cleveland got uh, swept by the uh, Tigers earlier this week. Yeah, that's uh, right. That bad timing how, for that. How active was the bidding for Jones your leagues? Because it was uh, it was pretty uh, pretty minor leagues. I think it was like in the twenties and thirties that uh, we went for my two main event leagues. A little bit more aggressive, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Thirty-seven and uh, fifty-two. Okay, so a little bit more. Yeah, he was thirty-seven and like twenty-three or something in mine. Yeah. By the way. Uh, just quick, uh, just to reward the chat, Luke uh, Luke Weaver, Rob DiPietro says for Arizona to get their six saves for the rest of the year. Um, so, yeah, maybe they, it's possible. They want him to be a reliever. Does he want to be a reliever? I don't have it. I admit I haven't uh, looked. He's only started one game this year, so I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, I, he's a failed starter. Right, that's that happens all the time. It could happen again. It's a, and the thing is, bad teams occasionally get you know saves. This is this is a really extreme example. Oh, not as bad as Orioles losing 20 in a row last year extreme, but uh, still, it's an extreme drought. Usually you don't see this. Could be uh, could be the next coming away. Davis just kind of fits the profile, right? Yeah, could be. 
failed starter to boom velocity. That's an interesting one. That's a good, uh, a good deep league, uh, good sneaky one from, from our friend Rob there. Yeah. Uh, some other names in, in fab, uh, Matt Carpenter, who homers uh, seemingly every night, Jeff, it seems like uh, it was, there was a stat today that listing all the guys that uh, Carpenter has more homers than it was like a bunch of really big names. JD Martinez, a couple other guys. Uh, Carpenter has hit for power. He's not hit for much uh, non-power. Doesn't have a lot of singles or anything like that, but uh, were you in on Carpenter as a second base eligible player? Nah, not really. Um, I, I, he was either rostered in the league where I might've needed a middle infielder or, eh, you know, I could, I, I, I could be wrong about this. Uh, good team, obviously. One of them in that lineup. He is on fire right now. I, I just think he's just got a little bit of a heater. I guess if you needed a guy for this week, not a bad idea. Is Rizzo back or going to be back? I am not knowing. He played um, tonight, so yeah, he's fine. So yeah, yeah. I think that uh, you know, is a. I don't have time. Rizzo in a single league this year, by the way. Sorry, I don't either, actually. Uh, I think it's a playing time issue, though, too. I mean, he's going to play yeah. against some righties for a while as he's hot. But I think that, uh, you know, a couple over fours in a row, he probably ends up, you know, sitting a bunch. So I was not really in on him either. Um, what about uh, Jose Miranda in Minnesota? Has uh, has got a little bit of a leader a heater here recently. He was only 55% rostered in the NFC 12-team leagues. Obviously, he's a big big prospect that came up, struggled, went back down, came back up, and seems like maybe he's finding his footing here. Yeah, uh, by all rights, I'd be interested in him if he were available in leagues where, uh, you know, I, I think he got snapped in a few leagues last week. Um, the one thing to keep an eye out for, though, is Miguel Sano is going to come back soon. And do I'm we, wondering how the playing time is going to filter out. Do we have to? Uh, I, I I think he's a sneaky possible power add. Um, yeah, if you, need, if you need pop, I mean, he can certainly do that as long as your batting average is a, a little bit isolated. Miranda batted eight today. That is a problem. Um, that, but yeah, I mean, he's a highly touted prospect. We've been patient with other guys and we've seen them. Uh, we, we've seen that, we, we've seen that like he's gotten his feet wet. He's finally, you know, he's gotten through that initial struggle, eight walks, 34 K's. Yeah. He's got more playing time than I realize. I, I'm, I'm interested in Miranda. And since June 1st, he's hitting about 290. He's got five home runs, 20 RBI, and 30 games. Like, it's just been – May he hit 176 with a couple home runs. He was really rough in May, and you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they kind of sent him back down. And But since June started, he's been he's been very, very solid for them. And, you know, someone that was a pretty big prospect. He was a – what was he? A, he was, I think it was a third-round pick, but he was he was pretty highly thought of coming into this year. Yeah, so, yeah, the, the key here is playing time. Yeah. When Sano comes back, what happens? Because Buxton was the DH today. So Buxton will get some time in the outfield, obviously. Nick Gordon doesn't have to play every day. He's not, you know, demanding that spot. I think that's I think it. Alex Kirilov need, <laughs> needs to play every day, by the way. I do. I 100% I lo- agree with that. I love I love Kirilov's swing. Yeah. He just He's another not, guy that just needs time. Yeah, I agree. I think he just needs – I mean, while that wrist is healthy, I, would, I think with the long-term impact of that wrist, we don't know, but – while he's healthy, man, he's just got to be out there. Do you know? You obviously know because you do this all the time. You know, Byron Buxton's hitting two fifteen. He did get a second stolen base though, so kudos to that. It's, uh, I mean, he's got twenty two home runs, so he's uh, twenty three today. Sorry, uh, so he's obviously helped you out a lot there. He's got forty eight runs, forty two RBIs. I was shocked to see that he's hitting two fifteen. His bat up is two oh nine. That's going to change clearly. Hard hit rate's really good. Um, I was surprised that he went through a half season hitting two fifteen. Yeah, uh, I'm. I was aware of it actually, but because uh, we were, I think it was with either. I think maybe with Fred, we were talking about this, and like, no, I would not be taking him the third or fourth round wherever he was going to go. I, it was with Clay actually on on SiriusXM. That's what we were talking about it. Um, you know, just what is he? I mean, he doesn't run. He just, you know, he's 
ever since he got hurt on that stolen base in Boston, he shut down running until last week. With the uh, ability to have hindsight, would you take him or Will Smith in the pick you had to take him <laughs> earlier? Um, can I find a? I, can you, can you want you want option C? I, I want to find like door number three, but uh, and I'm sure they're you know Toby is crushing me in that league, so maybe I should have. You know, it's not because of Buxton, obviously, but right. although he does have 23 home runs, I mean that's a that's a big number there. But Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith's hitting 260 with uh, 13 home runs, 42 RBIs, 33 runs. That's not that's that's a that's a help at catcher for sure. For sure, he's not sure. maybe who you want in the what was at the end of the fourth round, but um, still, in terms of catchers, he's a he's a good step ahead of most of them. So, like the picks immediately following those two picks, Roldis Chapman. Okay, I could have. That's a bullet dodge. That'd be Kenley, a lot worse. Kenley Jansen. Um, okay. Yeah, that's fine. No, he's pretty good. He'll be good, back yeah. on Tuesday, so yeah. it should be all right. Dylan Cease, Toby got him at five two. So uh, uh, well, Toby is uh, much more winning league because of Dylan Cease than Byron Buxton. Yes. I'm going to go. I got Musgrove one. the next pick, so that's been really that's been great. Also, Lindor at five five was a good pick. Yeah, guy named Posma, we might have heard of him. He, he's he's good at fancy baseball. Freaking good everywhere. Uh, yeah, Lindor. Uh, Lindor for either of those guys probably works right now. Yes. Yes. And, goes, and I had the opening. I didn't have a shortstop. By by any stretch, and I, I'm light on speed in that league. Yeah. Um, let's see other hitters. Um, we talked about Eddie Rosario playing and whether he's going to play every day. He's 19 rostered in 12 teamers. Uh, do were you uh, in on uh, Eddie coming back in the lineup? I actually, if you dropped him in one league a couple or the last week before, just because I was picking up someone else. Um, I think Rosario's fine, but I think he's a little overhyped just because how good he was in the playoffs last year in the NLCS. But he's mm-hmm. just kind of a you know last last, last year he hit 14 home runs, and 11 steals. The 11 steals were. Uh, really nice, but hit 260. I think he's just kind of a guy. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, he's not everyday Eddie. He's probably five days a week, Eddie. And that, uh, that 32-109 season was in 2019, which we know uh, a lot of those numbers are uh, look pretty freaky now. He remains at one RBI, by the way, unless he had one today. He did. Uh, he doubled his RBI total today. Oh, wow. He was, over, he was over five, but he did drive, drive in a run. Yeah. Uh, so, But no, I wouldn't. Give it some time. I think we failed to give him that time last year in many cases and then missed out on some of his hotter things. I mean, freaking Cleveland straight up dropped him yeah. last year. Or basically, they got him Pablo Sandoval trade. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it, it was it was a, a straight salary dump uh, is what that was though. They were like, "Atlanta, you take a salary, we'll, we'll take whatever you want to throw us back." Uh so that that was that was it. So I was asking that chat about Jason Jamison Tyon and I agree I would not uh, drop Jamison Tyon either. I think uh Yankees, uh, you're going to get wins there. He's not walking anybody. Uh, I, I like tying as someone who's not going to you know, win your league, but uh, will be very, very solid and uh, helpful there. So I, I would definitely not drop him. A couple other hitters that I kind of like right now, Jeff. Uh, but 33% roster to 12 and 20% roster to 12. Um, Jake Myers and Harold Ramirez. Kind of uh, kind of nothing's out there. Jake Myers we talked about a couple weeks ago. He's been very solid for the Astros. Hitting seventh range is a problem, but good average. Uh, Harold Ramirez hitting fourth and second this weekend for the Rays. <laughs> And playing a bunch. I know they have a lot of injuries. They've got a lot of stuff going on there. Um, but Harold Ramirez, I think, is someone that if you're in a kind of deeper league, even a 12-team, I think it works. Um, he's kind of one of those guys I'd ride right now. You're going to get good batting average out of him. He usually does that. Um, you're not getting a lot of power, but I think it's just kind of a solid – if he keeps hitting the middle of the order, I think you get some solid counting cats out of him too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's weird, Harold, but he is getting some counting stats. He's hitting – I mean, 321. Yeah. did not see it. But that that's like – I mean that that's that's Ray's devil magic there. Now it is always they 
They just lost Kiermaier and Wander Franco. Yeah. So, so not only are there spots open, but there's middle of the middle of the order spots up with Franco. And Franco, we'll talk about. I guess we can talk about him now. He's he has a handmade injury in his right wrist. Uh, might have surgery if he does. That'd be eight weeks. That'd be like a droppable season, almost season ender for him. Um, at least maybe they try and get back to the playoffs. But in terms of fantasy wise, probably a drop. We don't know that for sure yet, but it's kind of leaning that direction. Yeah, especially because he hasn't been doing much. I mean, that that's the other thing. And who knows? Maybe he's been playing, you know, compromised prior to that, too, a little bit. I, you never know. Um, I yeah, I mean, I think this is different than Harper. Uh, like I'm holding Harper. Uh, but Franco, I, I want confirmation on this. I wait one week and then he's probably drop city. Yeah, because if they say six to eight weeks, you're looking at the start of September, and they're not going to push him, and they, you know, they just it doesn't, it just it's not going to work. You're not going to you're not going to hold him for three weeks when he, like you said, he wasn't really going crazy. But Bryce, Bryce Harper was like MVP level kind of going crazy, so that's a different level of hold than what Franco was doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, the Rays are in big trouble. Uh, I always think that, but I mean, they, they've been really tested on their depth. I mean, on the pitching side of things bullpen i mean jeffrey springs just got hurt he was one yeah. of their good stories uh you know they, losing kittredge was a big blow i think yeah. um it, not just saves but just key innings and all that just i think you know there i don't and i don't think they're going to be buying at the deadline either because that's just not what they do they are the kings of working stuff out, but that division's really tough right now. And at some point, tested depth becomes a problem. And, you know, they they want Josh Lowe to be the guy just to slide in and, and be good. And Josh Lowe's been terrible. And they're going to need him. today, though. Yeah, he did, but he, he's still striking out a ton, um, not doing much. He did the, the home run today. Actually, the Kiermaier injury might have saved him going back down to the minors, too. I think that might have been a uh, – he might have been he might have been going back down pretty quick. But now they need him. Um they just don't uh, – you look at their lineup, and I know they do things and they figure it out, but the lineup is – as you said, the depth can test. They traded for Christian Bethancourt this week, so maybe that will help out a little bit. But, um, you know, I don't think that's that's the move that's, uh, you know, saving saving you. Any of the, any of the guys they called up you like at all? Like is Jonathan – I was going to say Yu Chang is the guy. I, want, uh, I was going to ask you about Aranda or Yu Chang. I like them both a little bit. Aranda is the prospect. Yu Chang is the guy with the good stat cast metrics who's just never really put it together. It just seems like right up the, the Rays alley. You realize Taylor Walls batted third today for the Rays, and they and there's Taylor a quote, Walls is terrible. He's been awful. There's a quote from this like he's going to be the guy playing every day, and um, he's been. I kind of liked him last year. Remember he got called up. I, I yeah. looked at him. I kind of liked him. I mean, he's hitting 163. Like you say, terrible. Like he's it's like legit been awful. He struck out four times today. Yeah, and there were some key spots there too. He got called looking in that uh, the fourth inning when they had loaded the bases against Lodolo. It cut the lead from seven to nothing to seven to three. Reds added three more after that. It was game over after that. But they had Lodolo on the ropes. I'm very uh, glad I was at a three-year-old birthday party at that point, and I did not get to see that because I would have been freaking out as a Lodolo uh, manager. Yeah, I understood uh, completely. But uh, it's just – yeah, he's just – he's overmatched as a hitter. He's a great defender, but you don't bat him third. Why are you batting him third? I guess it's just it's a bad lineup right now. Rough yeah. series for them. They lost in a walk-off balk against the reds i mean this, you got to do well against the reds this is it, it was funny seeing the crowd at that because like nobody knew what was going on for like a right. third of a second everybody's like looking around and then all of a sudden every stand up has started cheering it was pretty funny yeah yeah and it just it illustrated what a bad the reds won like four games in their last at bat this week um which that's is good, really that's weird. a good team too jeff yes they do now they're they're, they're dizzying heights they're up to 33 wins now so uh uh, which the A's may not get to 33. Uh, they'll probably get there by August. 
They're at 29. 29. So yeah, August about right. That's a that's yeah. pretty good projection right there. I like it. Yeah. Um, I was on the uh, Beat the Shift podcast week with uh, Ariel Cohen, and we talked about Eric Haas. That's someone that I, if you are a catcher, um, yeah, I really if you've like, been paying attention, yeah. I really like. I really like Eric Haas. I think that he is. Uh, He's really solid. He's a really good hard hit last year. Like hit the ball well. I liked him coming in this year. Didn't get a lot of playing time early. The playing time seemed to bump up, but he has a he has four home runs the last like ten or twelve games. And he's someone that if you need a second catcher, um, he's someone that I would definitely grab. I think he should be rostered and definitely all fifteen teamers. Well, the thing is, they traded for Tucker Barnhart. There's just all this talk about how he's going to help their young pitchers, and that has not happened. Nope. The young pitchers have not developed, um, and he's. And Barnhart's got a 535 OPS. So at some point, you're like, okay, let Haas play. Yeah, let him some see point, what he some point, if, if, no, if we're still going to go up runs, give me the guy can hit a little bit. I mean, Haas is a 731 OPS. I mean, not making the Hall of Fame, but I mean, that's way better than Barnhart. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the news and notes. There was a lot of it this weekend. I'll get through this real quick. But Jordan Alvarez, you and I talked about earlier, yeah. right hand inflammation. It seems like this has just not gone away. Obviously, it doesn't, hasn't, hasn't hampered him much. The guy still is hitting bombs all the time. Um, I kind of feel like this is a uh, we're going to the All Star break. Let's go ahead and do it now, rather than uh, making this an issue the second half. At least I hope that's what it is. I think so too. But obviously, you can't can't use him this week, and make sure you have a replacement uh, for him. There. Yeah, I mean it's it's one game against the A's and three game after an off day, three games at at in Anaheim. Let's get home, and then they've got another series against the A's, uh, and and they've got a prohibitive lead in the in the division. No one's going to make a run in that division. Well, that's not true. The Mariners might now that the Mariners are showing some life, but. It's a it long run. run to make. They're not making a run at the Astros, though. They're making a run to the right. wild card. They're still twelve back. The Astros are just awesome. And you throw those those pitchers out there, and they're like, it's just they're they're so good. Yeah, yeah. Alvarez's uh, OPS is uh, ten fifty eight. That's uh, that's not bad. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna miss him this week. That sucks. Yeah, you and uh, you and me both. We talked about Wander Franco. Uh, Mitch Garver's in situation. He's having that uh, forearm surgery. He wants to be able to throw. He can't throw right now. He can only hit in DH. Um, so he's actually he played this weekend against the Twins. So a lot of people were confused, but he's actually having surgery tomorrow. So he is a immediate drop out for the out for the season. Yep. Um, and you know they've gotten great run out of Jonah Heim anyhow behind the plate. Yeah. Heim's and and at the plate. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, there, there's no real like action there it's just drop drop garver and yeah, scramble pick up pick up, uh, pick up eric haas hopefully <laughs> yeah we had a we had to pick up a catcher we lost uh james mccann he's now mccant again uh and so uh who'd you I, grab i think did we grab no i think we got outbid on ryan jeffers which is just, <laughs> that's a sad state of affairs that, right that, that's that's a statement that should never be said <laughs> but um Although, I, and we originally had Jeffers and cut Jeffers I, for McCann. I, I think I've cut Jeffers three times this year. So I, I feel your pain. Yeah. We got Jan Gomes. So uh, uh, fear us. He, every time I look, he, he has like 18 to 20 at bats in a week. I don't know where they all come from. I guess he just DHs or Contreras DHs, but he does play a lot. Yeah. Um, I assume Danny Jansen was taken there because I think he's going to get called up uh, this week. He's had a whole week of rehab. And yeah. um, I think they need, there's a lot of talk that they need him catching their their pitchers, how much better they are. And Gabriel Moreno has kind of gone to slump. So it's not like they need his offense. And Kirk's obviously there. I just think Jansen's going to get uh, get the call here on Monday or Tuesday. So I kind of, uh, I added him ahead of that in a couple leagues also. Yeah. And the Jays are in a bad way right now. They I mean, quietly are a very bad way, both on both sides of the ball too. They're not really scoring a lot of runs that we expect, and their uh, their pitching's been a, a little rough right now with with Gossman hurt, with Ryu hurt. Um, it's been they've been throwing some some names we don't know out there, and it has not gone well. Yeah, Kikuchi got blown up again um, against our A's. Went on the um, went on the IL because yeah. uh, I think it was a, it was a fake IL for sure. But he he needed. I mean, they're one and one and nine in the last ten games. It's uh, that's suddenly 
way back at the Yankees, two ahead of the Orioles, and, and they're now behind Tampa and Boston. Yeah. Um, and it just opens up that last wild card spot to a lot of different yes. teams yes. and, you know, keeps guardians hopes alive and the Mariners too. Mariners, yeah. I think are like a game out of the wild card now. Yeah. It's a, uh, you go eight games and suddenly with that extra wild card spot, do you think that, uh, you think the extra wild card spots going to affect, uh, trading and stuff? Do you think, yeah, we had a question in the chat about that. I'm great. Glad you brought that up. Um, yeah, do you think, I mean, cause there, you look right now, you just look at the American league. There are, I'm looking at four, seven. There's seven teams that essentially have a eight, maybe an eight if you want to include Texas. Texas four out of the last spot. It seems like that last spot, um, more than half the league is is in the mix at the moment. Obviously, that'll open up a little bit by the deadline in three weeks. But um, you think at least like five or six of those teams will be in the mix. You think so? And you think that like in some cases it might encourage some teams to try to make that push if making just making the playoffs is a big thing. I don't think I don't see the Red Sox looking at it that way. For instance, though, um, I, I mean, they're, I think they're going to manage their team in the way they want to manage their team, because right. uh, they're if in. Probably, if you're you know two out of the third wild card spot, do you really want to give up a good prospect to get somebody? It's a tough, it's a tough little in between game there. And San Diego's traded away a good chunk of their farm system. Um, if anything else, I wonder if it makes team. It just makes teams not. It makes them less sellers because, like, maybe Texas and the White Sox and Miami right. aren't sellers where they would have been with two spots. I think maybe that's the that's the fact that maybe, maybe it helps the bottom teams. There's less teams selling, but uh, maybe that uh, maybe that big Lou Trevino hall is actually eventually going to come in. Maybe, maybe so. It could happen there. You know, and you, we need, we need Frankie Montas to have a couple of good starts. So they can trade him. That's the that's the big. Brandon thing. Drury com- is hot, hot commodity. Let's do this. You say that Brandon Drury is awesome. I know he's having the, his absolute career year. And like legit, should every trade time, him. Like, oh, it's, he's gonna cool off. Just eighteen home runs, he's hitting two eighty. He's been awesome. Hard I know, hit rates, it's, dude. It's supported by all the hard hit yeah. rates, all that. I get it. I get it. Um. Yeah, he's they should trade him. Good. Yeah, they should. They should definitely trade him. And he uh, and the Reds should actually. I mean, they should. Reds should totally aggressively go out and get the best offers they can for Luis Castillo. If they don't get him what they want, fine. But yeah. they that he is the name right now among starting pitchers. That's yeah. both available and healthy. I You're mean, right. That, it was it was him and Montas, and Montas right now has a. It's a and it's an arm issue too. It's and Molly like, too. And yeah. Molly's out too. Not like Montas tweaked his hamstring. Like it's a, it's a shoulder thing and they're downplaying it, but you know, who knows why they're downplaying, you know, it might be to try and get him out there and trade. <laughs> I him. think just, we know why they're downplaying. They I, do, but they got to yeah. pitch him at some point. Nobody's trading him until he pitches, but oof. Yeah. Uh, Raphael Devers. We talked about him a little bit earlier, but he left early on Friday, uh, missed Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the Red Sox is not expected to hit the IL. Um, I'm not sure if I fully buy that. I'd like to see him line up, but I, I, there's a talk. There was talk today. Alex Cora was getting interviewed on the Senate baseball game and, talking about the Tampa turf and playing on that. that. I just, heard that too. I mean, I think maybe if anything, he DHs a couple times the first half of the week, but that's, that's even kind of a hope right now. And he's too yeah. bad. Cause he was, he just, he smoked Garrett Cole. Was that on Friday night? The two, I meant, I meant yeah. Thursday, two home runs, six or five RBIs. And Cole after the game was like asking the reporters, like, do you have any ideas on how to get this guy out? Cause I certainly can't do it. Devers has six home runs off from his career, but uh, uh, losing Devers would hurt. Cause he's just, just a freaking stud. Yeah, he is. He, he really is. Um, yeah, I, by the way, that's Sunday night broadcast. Let's a quick word. I'm, I'm a complainer about broadcast teams all the time. I like this team. I, I like how Ravage David Cohn and Eduardo Perez Jr. I think they're, they're excellent together. Um, it's refreshing compared to last year's team, uh, yes. and broadcast team. Um, they you like baseball. You can you know tell they love baseball. Do you ever find yourself going to ESPN two? Why would I do that when I'm I know saying. A-Rod is there? And the funny thing is on Monday football, 
I ended up watching ESPN two like a lot of the time because I like the Manning I, cast. It, it just not has not worked. It's not worked the other direction at all. I haven't bothered to try because I hated a Rod on the other, on the broadcast team as it was. So why would I go follow him? Yeah, uh, and, and, Mike, is, and Michael K. Like I can go listen to Yankee games. I want to hear. I just I don't know how that works. Yeah. Um. The other and you know even the Manning cast itself, it. It was hit or miss for me. I yeah. think they got way too caught up in interviewing other people all the time and like showing that they're showing that they're friends with famous people. Um, but anyhow. I uh, I didn't like the interviews much but when it was just the two of them and they were like breaking down when they paid attention to the game. Like, it was good. It. Yeah. And if the if the Niners are playing, I can't watch that because you actually you can't watch the game like that well yeah. if you do that. That was as background noise, which you know half of my football games probably are for me if I'm working on doing something. I, I really enjoyed. I like both of them a lot, but I agree with you on the interview part of it. I think the interviews, unless it was someone great, and they had a couple of those, unless it was someone great, they had a lot of people that are just kind of, I, like, I don't need to listen to this most of the time. Yeah, I just think they got caught too, too caught up in that. But uh, anyhow, that sidebar aside, right. um, going back, yeah. So Devers, you know, if you had an FBC style league, yeah, of course, you're going to have to play it very cautiously if the first half of the week because uh, of the turf. If you're in my boat in AL Tout Wars where you have to make the move, the start of the week you leave them active i think so too. um a note on that there is one day game tomorrow because there's a double header the tigers and royals uh, kick off kick yep. off but yes oh wow look at you at the eastern time i was gonna go 11 10 pacific because that's the only time zone that really matters uh but yes, true two, good point 10 eastern 110 central for the uh, northwestern fans of listening to us on the broadcast um Both of us. Brian Reynolds uh, left early uh, Sunday with right side discomfort. That's one to definitely check out because obviously Reynolds is very good and the best hitter on the team. They're at Miami tomorrow. Uh, you mentioned Starling Marte. CJ Crone uh, missed the weekend after a hit by pitch. Uh, X-rays were negative. He's a day-to-day guy. That's a big one, though, because they're home for seven yeah. games this week. So if you – I think if you're in a weekly league, you just have to play him and you hope – you know, if he gets four or five, you still want him in there. If you're in a half week, though, they have four games this week, uh, the first half of the week. I think you that's the one to really think about and check and kind of read into those quotes. If someone says, oh, you know, he was almost there, but we're going to leave him for Tuesday. I think that's the one you really got to pay attention to because you do not want to miss Crone home games. Yeah, Crone loves himself some Coors Field. Yes, uh, he does. Yes, he does. So, again, that's one I'm – unless, you know, barring, like, negative news coming out, I'm going to probably roll the bones with that one there and just hope I get two of those four games. Rolling the bones, you're headed to Vegas. It sounds like you're ready to go. Come on, not seven. All right, let's go. Are you a don't pass guy? No, I mean, uh, when you already have a number of sevens, bad for you. <laughs> I guess that's true. That is true. You don't. You want that first. You want the first seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm counting after it's been set. But actually, yeah, I'm true. a don't play craps guy more often than oh, not. Really? Than I like. I like it, but it's yeah. an expensive damn game. It um, is. I like it if I have a bunch of friends at the table and we're just yeah, playing. Yeah. Like exactly. I would never roll by myself and try and make money doing that. It's just yeah. Too oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there's there are no professional craps players. Um, it's a, none. It's, it's a fun but tough but tough game. But uh, you have to win money. You have to have so much money out there, yeah. and it's inherently stacked against you. So yeah, but fun. Yes. Uh, Whit Merrifield left early Sunday. Some right toe discomfort. Uh, just hopefully he's okay. He's been finally starting to come around the last like. 10 days or so, both uh, hitting some home runs and stealing bases. Uh, Hassan Kim in San Diego, day-to-day with a thumb injury. This is a tough one for me, Jeff. I dropped him uh, going into cores just because I think this is the second time he's had this. He he missed two games earlier in the week, and then yep. he tweaked it yesterday. Um, I think there's a chance he goes on the IL tomorrow, and I just couldn't risk it. With, uh, with the amount of injuries I had, I just had to have someone that I thought was more likely to play. Uh, I 100% agree. Um, sucks yeah, going, it sucks going into cores, though. It does. Uh, and the thing is, I mean, but he's got like four home runs and five steals. On the I was just like going to say, what's yeah. the, where's the upside? Anyhow, it's he's not 240. I just not, 
he's third, second, and short eligible, which is really nice, but that's kind of the extent of it. Yeah, bottom four of the Padres order today. Jose Azokar, Brent Rooker, C.J. Abrams, Matt Batten. Um, I genuinely don't like to admit this, but I don't know who Matt Batten is. He pitched today, too. Um, oh, he's the guy. I did see a position better pitching. I didn't know who it was. Yeah. Yay, fun. Um, the freaking worst, by the way. Don't get me started on that. I hate it. It sucks. Yeah, I, I, we, 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 we're all on the same note here. 27-year-old who made his debut this year. Okay, so, awesome. yeah. Awesome Nothing against the awesome Batten family. Him. Also um, for him, but yeah, not probably someone we're picking up in leagues. Um, yeah. To answer someone in the chat was talking about Whit Merrifield, you know, his consecutive game streak being in jeopardy. The x-rays were negative. He's waiting results on MRI, so we just don't know the full results there. But obviously the uh, the MRI is the one that uh, usually tells us the bad <laughs> stuff anyway. You know, right. usually The fact like- that they needed both yeah. is the bad sign. Yeah. yeah Sorry so to interrupt. Uh, Go ahead. No, that, that's one of those that we'll have to just figure out uh, Figure out when that when we get the news there. Um, Jeff, one more has- thing. One more thing about yeah, that. Um, they play the early game. So at least with Merrifield, we'll know right away. Yeah, um, if he's not starting, and you know it's a double header, so maybe he only plays one game anyhow. But now at least starting. We'll, they're starting. We'll probably get a quote from the manager or the results of something. They'll say Witt's not playing, but he's gonna play this afternoon, or Witt's not playing. We need a couple days. Like that, we'll get something probably from. Sometimes, sometimes you don't get the quote until in game. I yeah, remember the, the double. The, remember what was it? Uh, it was uh, Max Kepler. And the twins, they all had, they had some stuff going on in doubleheader, and because like the beat writers were all traveling, and it was a day game uh, against yeah. that, we didn't find out until afterward. Like, uh, oh no, it wasn't it wasn't Kepler, it was Correa. Correa was on. Oh yeah, oh, he yeah. tested positive for COVID. That's right. And I do oh, that. oh yeah, so you're screwed with a dead spot all week. Sorry, tough break. Jeff, last guy I want to ask you about, uh, what does one do? Let's say 15 teamers. I think the answer is pretty easy in a 12 teamer. What does one do in a 15 teamer? With New York Yankees nine hitter Joey Gallo, bunt hitter Joey Gallo. Uh, did you see that this week? Yeah, he had, a, he, had a, he had a little bunt. I like that. Um, uh, um, one sixty six, ten home runs. It's only gotten worse. So the thought that like, oh, he's going to figure out and break out. Uh, he hit uh, one thirty eight in June. He had an O for twenty three. I think he had a one for thirty something. Um, you could tell it's getting to him. You can tell he's pressing. But this is a guy that hit 38 home runs last year. You didn't draft him because you wanted batting average, but he's hitting 166, which hurt you more than you thought. What the heck do you do with a guy like this in a 15-teamer? I think I saw him available, but it might have been in a 12 where I saw someone I had, that dropped him. I had him available in a 12, and I'm looking at my sheet here. I didn't bid. Yeah. Um, this is me with uh, posting a uh, eating popcorn gif uh, right. and watching somebody else think about that one uh, because – yeah, I'm not – with Joey Gallo, I was kind of on a never – Joey. I wouldn't say never uh, because we know saying never is a good way to guarantee an MVP like second half. But but never in terms of like he always got drafted before I was even considering taking him. Yeah. Um, it's it's like taking Reds closers. Just don't do that. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Gialdi mentioned chat Merrifield toe injury. Yeah, he had a toe injury. That was what he had the X-ray and MRI on. The X-ray came back negative, uh, waiting on the results of the MRI on, on WIT there. Uh, I think we hit everybody else I want to talk about. We talked about Michael Harris. We talked about Taylor Rogers. Uh, anybody else on your mind you want to discuss? Are you worried about, about Shane Boz getting crushed today? Not really. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, I really, but- I really like Shane Boz. Um, I think it just like you said earlier, um, young pitchers sometimes that happens and they get smoked. And I know you look up and the ERA is five, but ERA was two nine coming today. Anytime you have what is that twenty seven innings, like you have one blow up and it's just, the thing's going to pop up pretty good. Um, yeah. If I was in a, uh, I was in a trade league, I'd certainly make an offer today if you can get him. I mean, he had he hadn't given up uh, more than one run in four straight starts before this. Yeah. One. So yeah, I, okay. I feel pretty good that I think he'll be fine, and I, I like him. Uh, I like to say someone drop him. I think that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, 
Um, are we uh, we are off next week? Is that correct? Yep. You're going to Vegas. Are you not going? Are you going to Vegas? I am not going to Vegas. Boo. I know. Just scheduling wise, you guys in the middle of the week makes it tough for me. But uh, I will. Uh, I will send my love. You have a real job. That's that's. It is a fun. It's a fun that. trip that I have made multiple times. It is a very fun trip. If anybody, yeah. uh, I, I'm very jealous of all you guys. Where are you guys staying this year? Uh, Circa. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, so you get the big, big sports book, right? Yeah, big sports book. Big. Has had the big like pool and and screens yeah, yeah. outside. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be fun. Um, we might do a couple of uh, segments on Visa and live from the Circus Sportsbook because that's where oh, they beautiful. film. Uh, so nice. I've been doing those uh, after the show on Mondays uh, on 11:30 Best Coast time. If you uh, happen to have Visa, um, so check that out. Awesome. Um, usually, uh, it, it's been fun with Mike Palm. Uh, it, really good, really fun segment. Uh, but home, home run derby from the pool with the uh, big screen, huh? That'd be nice. Yeah, it sounds sounds like something that might happen there. Uh, Tuesday, Fred is out this week, so I'm going to have Eric Halterman, uh, who does the Rotowire Barometer. He's going to be joining me, uh, awesome. and we're going to, you know, he's also a Phillies fan, so we'll we'll do all things Philly. Uh, is that, as far as is that live from Vegas, or you're back by then? No, no, it, that's this Tuesday. We're doing oh, this that. Tuesday. Okay, I got you. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And then I'm like I'm off Thursday because golf, and I'm doing golf trip right into Vegas this year. Are you really? Wow. Yeah, it's insane. I'm that's a lot like, of uh, that's a good, a that's a good little a good little adventure right there. Yeah, but uh, it'll be fun. Well, good luck there. Hit him straight in your golf trip, and then uh, always bet on black and roulette, or, and you'll be uh, you'll be good to go. So that's I covered you for your golf trip and Vegas. Uh, but we so we'll be off next week for the All Star break. They'll be back at you. I guess if I'm doing my math right, that'll be July 24th. So I uh, hope everybody enjoys uh, enjoys the All Star break. Hope he has a really good fantasy week. Uh, it's been a fun first half. Hope everybody has enjoyed the show. We've certainly enjoyed doing it. We certainly enjoyed the season so far, Jeff. I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that our September is fun with uh, with a little bit of uh, sweating, some good finishes here. I, I want a striker in the old guy September. Let's do it. It'd be uh, it'd be a lot of fun. It's a long way to go till we get to that, but if we can uh, we can we can hold where we are right now, I would be happy with that heading into September, and uh, we'll see we'll see where the uh, where the cars fall at that point. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, thanks uh, for Jeff. I'm Scott Jensen. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensted. Jensted is J E N. S-T-A-D. Other than that, we're back at you in two weeks uh, after the All-Star break. Hope everybody has a, a good, uh, good break, uh, good next week here, and take care. Talk to you soon.